Malachi, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live, hope, and change. And now here's today's podcast. Welcome to another episode. This is your host, Pastor Malachi. This is LWM Podcast. You ever had one of those days to where everything went right? No? You probably thought I was going to say where everything went wrong, huh? Well, I'm going to pray that you experience one of those days real soon. (laughs) You remember that song, What's Love Got to Do With It? I believe it was Tina Turner that sung that song. What's love got to do with it? My answer is everything. Love has to do with everything. That is what we're going to be talking about on today's podcast. Why true love seems to be so hard to find. Why is it that when you're searching for something real in the area of love, that it seems like it's so hard to find? I found out that it's in our DNA to find love. Even at an early age, we want to feel loved. One of my stepdaughters, Shira, loves attention. She has to be loved and touched on by her mother all the time. And her mother says she has it honest because when she was a little baby, she just wanted to be held constantly. She wouldn't let anybody hold her but her mama. (laughs) She just loves to be loved. And what I see there is her longing desire to be loved and needed, just like anyone else. They have a desire to be loved. They have a desire to be touched. They have a desire to be wanted. Now, on the other hand, her sister Layla is totally the opposite. And it's funny because she says she don't like being touched by anybody. (laughs) But I'm the type of father and stepfather that my children know that they're going to get a lot of love from me. And here it is. After two short years, Layla has even warmed up in such a way that she now comes to me for a hug when she leaves and comes back home. That's God. That's letting people know that you can love people in such a way that they will love you back. We all have a desire to love and be loved. Would you agree? Yes or yes. We experience different levels of love from our parents, our siblings, friends, and others. But most of us also want to find that special someone with whom we can share a deeper level of love. Everyone is looking for a deeper level of love. You have shows upon shows upon shows talking about how to find love, where to find love, how to find that perfect mate. They're looking for that perfect stress-free love. Well, let me share something with you. Here is a very important public announcement. There is no such thing as a stress-free love. You will not 
find it. I'm sorry to say, if you've been looking for it, you can stop looking because it does not exist. It's a fact that finding true love can seem incredibly difficult. And it's often hard to understand why. We don't understand why we can't find true love. We go through love seasons. We fall in love, we fall out of love. We fall back in love, we fall out of love again. That is why this is what needs to be asked. You need to ask yourself this and what we need to consider first. What is my definition of true love? What can help us seeing what it is that we are seeking and why it is we're seeking it? It's to understand what we mean by true love and why it's not working. Have you figured out why true love isn't working for you? How often have you been in different situations where you felt that you were in love? Come to find out you weren't in love, you were in like. Well, today, the word love is used very, very, very loosely. Love is often associated with intense feelings that, truth of the matter is, they are self-centered and non-committal. You look at many movies and TV shows. We see characters who follow their hormones and have sex before marriage. Now, this is what we're inundated with every day. Young people are watching this on TV. I've talked about this in our last podcast. But when love is shallowly rooted in pleasant emotions or physical feelings, do you not know it turns off as easily as it turns on. Listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting to experience good emotions toward the person we love. But if that is the foundation of our relationship, the relationship is in trouble. If the kind of love we see demonstrated in today's sex-saturated culture is what we're looking for, well, there's no wonder it seems difficult to find. You cannot base your feelings on what you see on TV. It's not true love. We're after but an experience that by nature can't last for long. That's what you're seeing represented and demonstrated on TV. Now, the Bible gives a much different picture of love. And I like the way the Bible explains what love is. True love is of God. Matter of fact, the Bible says God is love. First John 4 and 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And he's the one who put the need to love and be loved within us. That's where it comes from. It comes from God. You've been trying to figure out where do these feelings come from that I'm having? Well, God, he's placed those within you because he's a God of love. Understanding his design for love is very crucial. You have to understand God's design for love. True love, according to the Bible, is rooted in sacrifice. How many of you are willing to sacrifice? It's rooted in commitment. How many are willing to have a long-standing commitment today? And it's rooted in an impulse to benefit the one we love. John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friend. 
That's what the Bible calls greater love. God's love for us took him to the cross. That's some kind of love. Do you have that type of love today? Would the person that says, I love you so much, die for you? Are you willing to take a bullet? We'd be like, ah, nah, I'm not sure if I really love them that much. I don't know if I'm ready to take a bullet. But Jesus loved us so much that he died. It took him to the cross. Here's something that we know for certain. Jesus was not experiencing happy emotions on his way to the cross, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. But this is the part that I like. Immediately, within a nanosecond, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. That was Luke 22, 42 through 44. This wasn't a happy time for Jesus. He wasn't rejoicing in this. His emotions weren't on a happy high. He wasn't skipping. Skip to Malu, my darling. No, it, none of that. He was in agony because he knew that he was about to die. And he knew what he was about to endure. The pain and the suffering of his love for us drove him to the cross. The Bible describes our relationship to Jesus as that of a bride and bridegroom. Matthew 9, 15 says, and Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. And then they will fast. Ephesians 5, 32 says, this mystery is profound. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Matthew talks about the wedding talks about the bridegroom. Ephesian explains what this mystery is. It's a profound mystery. And he says, I'm talking and referring to Christ and the church. The church is the bride of Christ. What is true romance? What is true romance designed for? Well, I'm going to tell you. True romance is designed to lead and to grow within a marriage commitment. Genesis 2, 24 says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Not your mama, not your daddy, your spouse. And he will hold fast to his wife and should be rooted in sacrificial love. That's true romance. True romance should be rooted in. In sacrificial love, Ephesians 5, 22 and Ephesians 5, 25 through 28. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. And then 25 through 28 says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Sometimes that right there can be a little difficult, especially monthly. <laughs> Many of you can read into that. 
But we have to still love them regardless of their hormonal changes that they go through every single month. It's not easy. That's where true love come in to play. When you love her, when she is having one of those hormonal displacements or dysfunctions. <laughs> but he goes on to say in the 26th verse, that he might sanctify her. Let me back up and let me start that again. He says, husbands of your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the Lord. 27th verse says, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands, should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. That's the design of true romance. According to God's design, any number of things could make finding true love difficult. Let me give you a few big obstacles that we might face in this. There's four obstacles that you might face i'm sure there's plenty others but there's four that i want to talk about number one we think there is only one right person for us number two we think that a person will and can fulfill us number three they or we are not willing to change or grow number four we think it's too late to find love. Those are four obstacles that we face according to finding true love and why it's difficult. Let's deal with the first one. We think there is only one right person for us. Uh, hello? This lie right here can keep us fearful that we're settling for less than the best. Don't settle for less when you can have the best. Don't allow that boyfriend to block you from seeing your husband. I'll let that sink in. Waiting for one's perfect soulmate to show up can be a long, agonizing wait. Did you know? Now, this might be debated. <laughs> you might debate me on this, but whomever we choose to marry becomes the right person for us because we've made a lifetime commitment to that person. Now, I know and I understand through all of my experiences that this can be, in fact, challenging, especially if you're with a person that is not equally yoked with you spiritually. That can be very challenging. And you look at that person and be like, why the heck did I marry you? Oh, I made a terrible mistake. But did you know that the Bible has narrowed the field in finding true love? Many things that I've dealt with in relationships is because I went outside of God's will to find my perfect mate. But it wasn't until I got back in God's perfect will that I found the right person. Our true love, the person that you want to be your true love, must be a believer who is living for the Lord. That is key. That is essential. That if you are a believer if you are a child of God, 
the one that you're searching for, your true love, must also be a believer and one who is living for the Lord. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 15 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? In knowing a believer that is living for the Lord, God will provide wisdom and discernment. You want to find out who that one is? Seek God for the wisdom and the discernment that you need so that the cloak can be snatched off of the deceiver. Many people are being deceived in church. Young brother coming to church talking about how much he loved God, how much he's serving God, and finds that young woman in church. They hook up and get married, and then he turns out to be hell on earth. James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Still not sure? Those wise, godly people who know you very well can also provide guidance in finding true love. But you have to trust them and know that God is working on your behalf. <laughs> now, you might find some of old schoolers, you know, you might end up with somebody. Mm, well, even in that, you got to be wise. You just don't want to end up with anybody just because they say that they're a good person. Oh, he's a good brother. He's a good man. He's nice. Really? Oh, she's really nice. I've grown up and I've seen in many churches to where the old folks would pair up two young people just because they think they're nice and they should get married because they like each other. Y'all need to get married. Y'all just better to get married. Don't be out there burning. And then they end up getting divorced because they're not right for each other. Stop marrying off people in those churches, y'all. The one that God has purposed for you, you need wisdom and discernment. Number two, we think that a person will or can fulfill us. Let me tell you something here. Only God can truly fulfill us. Man can't fulfill you. God is the only one that can fulfill you. So we don't have to find romantic love to have a sense of fulfillment. You don't need to find true love in order for you to have a sense of fulfillment. None of us is perfect. And to expect another imperfect human being to meet every need is unrealistic. It's unhealthy and can only lead to disappointment. You want to be disappointed? Put that person higher than they're supposed to be. Only God can fulfill you. Let's move on. Number three, they or we are not willing to change or to grow. You know, it's easy to imagine the kind of person we would love to be in love with. How many of you just sat around and just you've dreamt of Mr. Right or you dreamt of Mrs. Right and you you just imagine the kind of person you want to be in love with. But how much effort do we expend in becoming that kind of person ourselves? Do we expend that kind of energy in becoming what we want? You want a loving person? Become loving. You want a sexy person? Become sexy. 
You want a godly person? Become godly. You want a spiritual person? Become spiritual. You don't want a person that cuss? Don't cuss. We all have our own issues that we must address with God's help in order to be the kind of people he desires us to be. You know something? It can be tempting to think that finding true love will magically solve those problems. Finding true love will not magically solve any issue. Being in a close relationship with someone will not fix our problems. It is more likely to expose them more. You want to find out a person's character? Get close to them. You want to find out their bad attitude? Get close to them. You want to find out what they really like? Get close to them. They say that you never really know a person until you live with them. That's when you find out they snore. That's when you find out they got bad habits. That's when you find out what's really going on behind those closed doors. This can be an awarding part of the relationship because irons sharpen irons. So if you're both faulty, you both can sharpen one another. Proverbs 27, 17, irons sharpens irons and one man sharpens another. If we're unwilling to change, the relationship will be strained and could eventually be destroyed. We have to be willing to change. What are some of those pet peeves? You need to talk about some of those pet peeves. People get upset. People have attitudes. People sulk. People pout. That's that's one of my pet peeves is a grown person pouting. I do not like that. This does not mean that every personal issue must be dealt with before we get married. Before you get married, you you don't have to deal with every issue before you get married. Yeah, you got some issues you want to talk about. Yeah, talk about them. But it shouldn't be a case in point to say, I'm going to change that person when we get married. No, you need to stop right there because you're not going to change anybody by marrying them. It's only going to escalate the problems that are already there. But you know what? We should get into the practice of asking God to show us what things need to be cleaned out of our lives before we get married, before we try to find that perfect person, before we find that true love. What's in us that needs to be cleaned out? Psalms 139, 23 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. We need to ask God, God. Will you help me? God, can you help me? Can you cleanse me? As we become the people God wants us to be, we will be better suited for whatever relationship are in store. The more you fix you, the better off you're going to be with that right person. You got to fix you. You can't fix someone else. Stop trying to fix that person. Stop trying to change that person. Only God can change them if they want to be changed. Number four, we think it's too late to find true love. Finding true love and getting married is not to be taken lightly, something that I know all too well. It is better to be cautious than to make a quick and reckless decision. There's a lot of aha moments in your dating process. When you're dating someone and they say something or do something and you be like, hmm, that's an aha moment. You need to pay attention to those aha moments. You need to back up. Take a closer look at those aha moments. Take your time 
in your relationship process. What's the rush anyway? Oh, I get it. It's that internal clock that's ticking, huh? Well, no worries because God's time is not your time. There are three times in Solomon that he warns, do not arouse or awaken love until it's so desires. He says this three times in the Song of Solomon. He says it in chapter two, verse seven. He says it in chapter three and verse five. And he says it in chapter eight and verse four. He says, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or waken love until it pleases. Don't wake up the love until it's ready. Like I told you in the last episode, my wife's mother used to tell her, don't, don't wake up the flower. Don't, don't let the flower bloom before it's time. Keep that flower closed. God's timing is always the best time. We might not agree with it. We might not like it. We might want to rush into a relationship. But it's better to wait instead of running in and recklessly deciding on something in a rush. We should know that God cares about our desires to find true love because when we fully surrender that desire to him, what we are doing is releasing the burden of trying to make true love happen ourselves. We can't make true love happen ourselves. This is a process that only God can work out. Matthew 11 29 and 30 says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Surrender that desire to God and allow him to work it out for you. Love is an essential quality of God, and he shows us in the Bible how real true love works. Defining love or trying to find it outside of God's design is asking for frustration and delusionment. I have had a lot of frustration. I have had a lot of disillusionment because I've walked out of God's design trying to find it myself, trying to do it myself. Nothing but delusionment, nothing but frustration, nothing but headaches. Nothing but heartaches, disappointments, surrendering our desires to God, submitting to his will and finding our fulfillment in him are the keys to finding true love. You want to find true love? Surrender your desire to him. Submit your will to him. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. David said in Psalms 37 and 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. When you delight yourself in God, God gives you the desires of your heart. What is the desires of your heart? What is it that you're searching for? What is it that you're looking for in a relationship? Not all relationships are equal. I'm writing my second book and I talk about the equality of man and woman. You can experience true love today. Would you like to experience true love today? How can I do that, you might ask? By delighting yourself in the Lord and surrendering to his will. God will open up your eyes that you're able to see the person that he has purposed for you in your life. God can do that for you. There's a way that God can open up your eyes and allow you to see 
before you make that step in the wrong direction. But you have to be willing. You have to be obedient to him. Here's what I know. If you truly want to feel and experience true love, you can experience and feel true love right now. You can. You can experience the kind of love that no other human being can give you. Just by saying yes to Jesus today, you can enjoy the feeling of true love and start living a life that is fulfilled in him. Say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from sin and I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to feel your love and to know what true love is. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead, that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you and I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love. I declare that right now I am a child of God and I receive your love. I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God. I declare right now that I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, strive to live a life of love pleasing to Him. I would love for you to write to me and share your story of faith and let me know that you said yes to Jesus today. Email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com and find you a good church home that teaches from the word of God so that you can grow in your faith and in your love. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on LWM Podcast each and every week. God loves you and I do too. our podcast for today through one podcast at a time we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems remember to love god love yourself and love others thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others until next time i'm pastor malachi